This is a, a special time of the year for us as Christians. When we consider all that has been, been going on around us, we contemplate the challenges that we face today as members of the body of Christ. And one of the things we wonder as we look at the things that are going on in our country especially, um, what's next? But even though all of these things are going on around us, and we find all these things challenging us at every turn, we still have a purpose as a members of the body of Christ. We still have a task to do. We can't allow the circumstances around us to deter us from the task, the tasks that we've been given to do, the purpose for which God has placed us here. And that leads us into our topic for this morning, our our purpose. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, why are we, why are we here? Why are we in this place? And this morning's message is for us to consider this, the text, Titus 1, 1 through 5 and see what can we learn with regards to purpose. I mean, during this time of the year, we make a lot of decisions. Some persons have already sat down and Probably put together their New Year's resolution, their plans, their projects. Um, some of us are going to lose some, some weight, Lord willing. Um, some of us are discussing things, maybe for our house and for our family, things we're, we're contemplating. But I want us to consider something. Before you go ahead and make these decisions, how we considered first what is our purpose? Because I believe if we know what our purpose is, it will speak to the decisions and the plans and the projects that we want to make. Our text is Titus 1, 1 through 5. And even though it's just an introduction, I believe all of God's word is God-breathed. and It has a purpose. And I want us to look and see what I believe God's purpose is in Paul sharing this this morning. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect, and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began, and at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our Savior. To Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace, peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained in order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we gather here this morning to hear from you, we thank you for the person and presence of God the Holy Spirit, who ultimately is our teacher. We pray, Father God, that we would all have open hearts and open minds to hear from you. We thank you for this privilege. There are some individuals who are not here with us today. And Father God, we thank you that we as your people have been given the privilege to gather here this morning to hear from you. We pray that we would have willing hearts, willing ears, and we would be obedient that as we have heard, we would then go and do. May our lives be lived in a manner that you would be glorified. Men would see our good works and glorify you, our Father who is in heaven. Purpose. Purpose. The reason for which something is done, 
The reason something is made, what it is used for. Purpose asks and answers the big question, why? And the question before us as we look at our text today is, what is our purpose? What is our purpose? Why are we here? Why has God placed us in this country? Why has God placed us in this city? Why has God placed us in that job, in that home, in that family? Why has God placed you here at Calvary Bible Church? What are you here for? What is your purpose? And I believe as we look at the text, Paul opens our eyes to that a bit. This Christmas season speaks to purpose. Christ Jesus came, but he came with a purpose. And the text, Titus speaks to that. It says in Titus 2, 11 through 14 and verse 11, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. Christ came with a purpose. To bring us salvation. Verse 14 says, Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a peculiar people for his own possession, zealous of good works. And so we see an aspect of the purpose for which Jesus Christ came. This time that we celebrate. His birth has a purpose. Let's get back to us. I ask us again this question. Why are we here? I've been to Calvary Bible Church now for six, seven. My son is now nine, two, yep, so seven years. Seven years. And as I was preparing for this message, the Lord spoke to me. And he asked me the question. Why are you here at Calvary Bible Church. Why aren't you at the church you came from? Why are you gathered with these body of believers here in this place at this specific time? There has to be a purpose. My purpose cannot be just to sit in the one, two, three, fourth pew back from the front, just in front of Brother Wendy Fowler and his family. That can't just be my purpose. Just to hold that pew space, just to make sure that I got my spot, Is that the reason why I'm here? Is that the reason why you're here? Because we love to sit in our spots now, but that's another story. That's another story. We touch that one. But there's got to be a bigger purpose than beyond just holding a spot, taking up space. Let's see if Paul can shed some light on this. Let's look at Titus chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth which accords accords with godliness. Paul starts off with who he is. Paul says, I am a servant of God. This is one of the few places actually that Paul calls himself, the only place Paul calls himself a servant of God. Paul tells you who he is. He is a servant Another text says he is a slave of God, a willful slave to God. Paul says, this is who I belong to. This is who I'm answerable to. This is what I'm responsible for. And this is where I get my instructions. God, I am a servant of God. And I operate under his authority. Paul also says, I am an apostle, a messenger of Jesus Christ. Paul represented Jesus 
Christ. He carried the good news of Christ. You see, purpose is wrapped up in who you are. You need to know who you are first before you can appreciate what your purpose is. When you consider, for instance, a vehicle, a vehicle's design, what it is, determines its purpose. If you are a tractor, your purpose is not racing. True? True? If you are a pew, you have a purpose by the very fact that you are a pew. Your purpose is not to dance. So your purpose is wrapped up in who you are. We are, all of us, are servants of God. We are answerable to God. We are his children. We are his servants. We are his messengers. We are his ambassadors. We are here to carry out his work. This is who we are and whose we are. And we need to grasp that as people of God. Because that will speak to what we do. If I am God's servant and I am answerable to him, then he is the one I look to for my direction, for my focus, for my purpose, for the who I am and for the what I do. Paul says, this is who I am. I am a servant of God. I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. And he also tells us why. He gives us his purpose in the text. Why? For the sake of the faith of God's elect. For the knowledge of the truth. I am here for God's people. To build up, to strengthen, to pronounce the faith to God's elect. I am here for them to appreciate, to understand, to know the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. Paul had a purpose. And guess what? That is also our general purpose. We are God's children for the purpose of building up one another's faith. For making sure we spread the truth of God's word. That's what our purpose is. That's all of our general purpose. And even as Paul goes along and says, this is who I am. This is what I do. Paul even tells us why he does it. He says in verse 2. In the hope of eternal life. Paul says, you know why I do this? You know what's my motive? I know there is a future. There is an eternal life. There is something that is in store for me. Which God who, and I like this verse. I like this statement. God who never lies promised before the ages. Do you believe God is a truthful God? Do you believe that God never lies? Not, 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 not that God cannot lie. Do you believe that? Do you really believe when scripture speaks to you? Do you believe that what God says in his word is true? Because I believe if we do believe that, what does the text say? The text says, their knowledge of the truth which accords, which leads to godliness. If we believed what God's word said was true, then we would act. Accordingly, do we act like we believe that God's word is true? Do we act like our God should supply all of our needs? Or when we hear about all the challenges in the world today, we start to panic. Well, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. I hear Leslie Miller say he canceled the Christmas bonus. I, I don't know what I can do. And we can get caught up, you know. See, I like to be personal now. I, I, I got to use myself. 
we, we could get caught up in that, you know. Well, I hear, I hear BC say, but no more double dipping. But how, how? Our God is able. Is he not? But do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Then your actions should demonstrate that. So this is who you are. This is your general purpose. This is your motive for doing what you're doing. And Paul then writes, he says, you know what? God manifests. He never lies. He promises before the ages. And at the proper time, he manifested it in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted. Paul shared this truth. Paul spread this gospel. Paul said it was manifested at the right time. God doesn't do anything before it's right time. It was manifested in his word. Wrote it down for us to see. And Paul said, I had the privilege to preach it. Actually, I was commanded by God to preach that. And he says, now, Titus, my true child in the common faith, grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father. Paul then starts to tell you who he's writing to and why he's writing. He's writing to his friend Titus, this young man he left in Crete. And he told him, I have a purpose for you. He says, Titus, I got a purpose. Paul wrote the book with a purpose. Titus was left in Crete with a purpose. Paul had a purpose. You need to have a purpose and know what that purpose is. He said, I left you in Crete for the purpose that you might put what remained in order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. He specifically had a purpose. This is why he transitioned from point A to point B. Paul laid out the general purpose that we as God's servants have. As members of the body of Christ, as children of God, as servant of God, servants of God, to spread the truth, to spread the faith of God's elect, to make sure there is that knowledge and understanding. But even though we have, all of us have this general purpose, each of us has a specific purpose for which God has called us. There is a reason why God has invested in you certain gifts, certain abilities, certain talents, certain skills, certain knowledge, why he has placed you in certain places, why you went to a certain school, why you're on a certain job, why you have certain things that, that are unique to you because God has created you as a unique individual with a specific purpose to serve the body of Christ. To specifically serve wherever he has placed you, on whatever job, in whichever family, in whatever relationship, wherever God has placed you, he has given you a specific purpose to fulfill in that location. And he tells Titus, Titus, I left you in Crete. Yes, you got this job, but specifically in Crete, there's a problem. There's a situation that you need to address. I need you to deal with those things that remain. I need you to appoint elders. So I ask you again. Specifically, why are you here in Calvary Bible Church? Why does God have you here as a specific member of this unique body of believers? This incredible body of believers gathered here. Why are you here? What is your specific purpose? I want to take a little... Let's sidetrack for a few minutes. You see, the thing about having a purpose 
And one of the things that a purpose helps you with is that it helps you with those decisions and choices you're going to make. Those goals, those decisions you're going to make this year. I mean, you start to think about, I mean, what am I going to do this year? But if you know what God has for you, then you can make a decision. I mean, look, look at Titus. Titus was left in Crete with a purpose. And it was laid out specifically to appoint elders. But what qualities those elders need to have? To set things in order. To deal with the false doctrine. And Paul specifically told him how to deal with it. And so with the joy of having a purpose, you know exactly what you need to do. Paul even helps you. When you have a purpose, you even know how to conduct yourself. True or false? Because if you are a member of the body of Christ, and you are a child of God, you can't conduct yourself like... You shouldn't. You shouldn't conduct yourself like everybody else. Paul tells Titus in Titus chapter 2, verse 7. He says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity and dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that, it, that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. You see, when you know what your purpose is, you control yourself. You conduct yourself accordingly. If I am a child of God with the purpose of setting an example here at Calvary Bible Church, I've got to watch my conduct. I've got to watch what I say. I've got to watch my attitude toward my fellow body believers here, members of, the, of, of Christ. I've got to watch myself because this is who I am and this is what I've been called to do. So I've got to watch myself. You know what, you know what it also does? It helps you with focus and distractions. You know what Paul told him again in Titus chapter 3, he verse 9, he said, avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. When you know what you're all about and your purpose, you don't get yourself distracted. You can stay focused. You know what? I can't go over there and do that. Is that going to help me in fulfilling the purpose of which God has for me? You don't waste time. When I look at, at Paul, I told my wife this when I was thinking about this message. I said, when you look at a man like Paul, Paul was a man of focus. Paul wasn't a distracted man. I mean, Paul traveled all over the known world. And in the brief period of time, because Paul knew exactly what he had to do. He knew exactly what his purpose was. We need to know what our purpose is. Titus was left in Crete with a purpose. Why were you left in Crete? Why are you here today in Calvary Bible Church? Why were you left in this Crete? I think of Benny Fowler, pastor, teacher. I think of an Elwood Bonamy. These are people I know I can call their names. You be careful. I think of Anthon Wallace. I think of Nathan Sawyer. These individuals are here at Calvary Bible Church. Children of God, called, servants of God, ministers. But they are specifically in certain positions for a reason, with a purpose. We need to know that. You can put your name in there too. Why are you here? Why are you here. Ephesians 4, 
11 through 16, says, Now these are the gifts, and I'm reading in the New Living Translation, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. You hear a purpose in there? Their responsibility is to equip God's people, his people, to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ, the incredible body of Christ gathered at Calvary Bible Church. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like the, like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each Part does its special work. It helps all of the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You know why I need you to know what your purpose is? Because I need it. You need it. We need you to know your purpose and to fulfill that purpose here in this church so that we as members of the incredible body of Christ can help each other to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So, if you are not fulfilling your purpose, if you are not doing your special work, then what is happening to this body? Then I am. You are. We are missing out on this fullness, this, this love, this, this growth, this health. We need you so we can be healthy. And when you don't do your part, when you don't fulfill your purpose for being here at Calvary, then we can't be the healthy, growing body that God has called us to be. We got to do our part. All of us. All of us. I can't sit in the pew any longer and believe I'm just here for the ride. Nobody's here along for the ride. I don't care how old, how young, whatever physical condition you find yourself in, you have a purpose here in Calvary Bible Church. You need to find that out. We need to fulfill that purpose. We need to do that. I need you to find your purpose and to get involved. We need to do our part. So that an entire body, this body of believers here, 
We're looking into 2014. It's right over the horizon. Right there. We cannot continue to do what we did and expect to get different results. You always, I mean, those of you who know with planning and all that stuff, you can't continue to do the same thing and expect to get different results. So we've got to ask ourselves the question, what do we need to do? If we want different results, we've got to start doing things, not differently, but biblically. If we want the biblical results, a healthy church, a growing church, a church that is full of love, then all of us need to do our part to see it fulfilled here in this incredible, and it is an incredible body, of believers gathered here at Calvary Bible Church. My prayer, my prayer, that all of us, myself included, would seek God's face and ask him, Father, why do you have me here at Calvary? What do I need to fulfill to help this body to grow, to be healthy and full of love? So you're on your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.